From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on inside and uh, get out of the cold. Warm yourself by the uh, the fire. Well, the electronic bonfire, that's what I like to call the radio. Great to have you with us on Oscar night. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, Hollywood in just a few moments, but we won't be talking about who was wearing what on the red carpet. Uh, this is the conspiracy show after all, so we're going to be talking about mind control in Hollywood. Uh, Jamie Hanshaw is standing by to talk about the manufacturing of reality. Uh, we'll talk about mind control. I don't know if you remember, about a year ago, we had Roseanne Barr on the program, and uh, she was alluding to um, uh, to that as well, just sort of hinting at uh, at mind control in Hollywood. We'll we'll talk about the uh, the movie making myth factory of Hollywood, how they program our reality, and and how that serves uh, the purposes, I guess, of the uh, of groups like the Illuminati. Uh, just a reminder: we are doing another hangout on air tonight, and if you want to watch the live stream. Go to my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, at Richard Serrett. Let me spell the last name, S-Y-R-E-T-T, at Richard Serrett. And uh, the tweet should be at or near the top. It says HOA Live Stream. Just click on that, and you are in the inner sanctum, watching and listening uh, to The Conspiracy Show. And uh, say, uh, say hi while you're on my Twitter feed at Richard Serrett, and be sure to follow. Uh, speaking of social media, uh, social media reports of a possible UFO uh, crash earlier this week uh, near, um, well, near Jackhead, Manitoba. Uh, they're not true, according to the Canadian uh, forces, which attributed the bright light uh, that people saw to an airplane from a training exercise. Uh, several people said on Twitter and Facebook that they saw a bright, line, bright light in the sky fueling speculation that it may have been an unidentified flying object. And then the rumor became stronger when photos were posted of Canadian forces vehicles in the area, with some people claiming the military was there to contain a UFO crash site. Is this starting to sound familiar? Uh, But it was not a UFO at all, according to Lieutenant Colonel Paul Davies, commanding officer, 38 Territorial Battalion Group, which is involved in an Arctic Response Company Group training exercise on Lake Winnipeg uh, this week. And uh, he says, there is no aliens, just my friends in the Air Force who are out there helping us on the exercise. And um, the CBC uh, News, our Canadian broadcaster, is uh, also echoing uh, this. However, uh, many people on social media continue uh, to suggest that there is some sort of cover-up afoot. Uh, UFOs, always an immensely popular subject. And uh, my good friend, Ali Siadatan, who is a documentary filmmaker. If you haven't seen his uh, documentary film, you should check it out. I I believe it's available online. It's called UFOs, Angels, and Gods. And Ali has just joined the list of uh, speakers at Follow the Truth 2, my live event, coming to Oshawa's Regent Theatre on Sunday, April the 26th, to talk about UFOs in the Bible and ETs in ancient literature. Uh, And Ali is such a scholar. I've had him on the, the radio program and on my TV show. He's one of those individuals. Uh, occasionally, we'll get together for a, a, a coffee or lunch. I could just sit and listen to this guy all night. Um, so we're very pleased that uh, he'll be speaking at Follow the Truth, too. And uh, if you want a complete list of our speakers, please visit followthetruth.tv. 
order your tickets. Listen, it's $50 or $20 for students. And uh, again, the website, followthetruth.tv. Tell your friends. Uh, call the box office at 905-721-3399. At the bottom of the hour, I'll offer a pair of, uh, of passes. Uh, to, um, and all you need to do is be the seventh caller. Not, not yet, but at 11.30 or so. We'll open up the phone lines. Tim will take the seventh caller who has the correct answer to tonight's trivia question. All right, and uh, again, this is a follow the truth is is a conference for anyone who's and everyone who's always asking my favorite question, which is simply why. And and uh, for those people who don't believe everything they read in the New York Times or see on the six o'clock news, it's for those of you uh, who believe, as uh, they said in uh, the Matrix, uh, that the world is being pulled over our eyes to hide us from the truth. And again, we've lined up seven amazing speakers on everything from an analysis of the Zapruder film to the Lost Tribes of Israel, spirit communication, remote viewing, the Shroud of Turin, and Dr. John Hall, uh, who's an authority on electronic harassment and mind control, uh, will be flying in just for the conference from his home in San Antonio, Texas. He's coming up on uh, this program as well very, very soon, Dr. John Hall, to talk about his new book, Guinea Pigs, Technologies of Control. Okay, it's uh, Oscar time. Let's talk Hollywood, a town that exists to manufacture myths and much of our reality. Uh, Jamie Hanshaw is the author of Weird Stuff Operation, Culture Creation, which is about the use of pop culture icons for social engineering. And uh, she's a second-generation conspiracy theorist growing up in the 80s and 90s. She was exposed very early to the growing world of truth-seekers, alternative historians, the Clinton scandals, of course, FEMA activities, witchcraft in Saturday morning cartoons. Perhaps, uh, time permitting, we'll delve into that. In any event, it's a great pleasure to have Jamie Hanshaw on The Conspiracy Show. Welcome aboard. Thanks for hanging out, Jamie. How are you? Hi, Richard. Good. How are you? Terrific. Thank you. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, media scientist Nelson Thal, uh, who joins us on the program from time to time, was uh, Marshall McLuhan's... Um, archivist, of course, McLuhan, the greatest media scientist of all time, uh, who said uh, that we lie to ourselves through television and we tell ourselves the truth through film. And um, I'm just wondering, in terms of, I mean, we, we, obviously there are there are other purposes for films, but occasionally a film will come out uh, that is sort of trying to point us at the right direction. And I'm thinking of Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. And, of course, you know, that film, obviously, about this some secret society, perhaps the Illuminati, these, for people that have seen the movie, these, um, these occult rituals with all of these hooded figures who were the sort of the, uh, the elites in that particular society, and, and Tom Cruise's character gets caught up in that. Just comment and talk to me a little bit about uh, the importance of that film in your sort of overall philosophy about Hollywood and, and the creation of... of um, culture. Um, okay. Well, as far as Eyes Wide Shut goes, it's kind of the first time we see um, behind the veil of what actually goes on um, in the aristocratic circles and the dark occultist circles. So, um, yeah, and that's probably why Stanley Kubrick, you know, didn't live to see the film finished and why they cut so much out of it because he was giving away a lot of esoteric secrets and 
in that film. So do you believe, I mean, there is that rumor going around that, that Kubrick, whose official cause of death, I believe, was a heart attack. There was that theory that, you know, before the movie came out, he, 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 um, he was killed. Uh, so you believe that he was, in fact, murdered? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not uh, an expert on, on that story per se, but right. I do think that, yeah, definitely he was um, taken out because he was trying to show the public what really is behind Hollywood. We had Roseanne Barr on this program about a year ago mm -hmm. talking about uh, mind control uh, in Hollywood. And, you know, she didn't give a lot of uh, specifics. Um, but, I mean, do you, have you talked to, to Hollywood insiders, to, let's say, for example, actors, actresses, uh, who have off the record uh, told you that they are essentially uh, mind control slaves? Has anyone sort of made that confession to you or one of your associates? Not any high-profile names, no, but definitely tons and tons of um, anonymous people, you know, write us letters and tell us their stories, and I've read a lot of books about um, mind control, but I wish, I wish, you know, some high-profile ones would come forward and kind of join up with us, and I actually have this campaign going um, called Release the Stars because I think that this mind control um, <clears throat> is a conspiracy of violence, and if you can get some people with uh, following to um, come forward with their stories, it will make it easier for other low-profile victims to follow. So, um, yeah, we have this campaign, um, and you can find it on cmt.com, Call Release the Stars. And I, I really hope that some people will come forward, like Corey Feldman. He wrote a book called uh, Choreography, stating that pedophilia is the biggest secret in Hollywood and it's the biggest problem and he was the victim of it and that's why his friend um, Corey Hain died. Yes, well, I mean, we're hearing about these scandals uh, uh, involving uh, pedophilia all over the place. Uh, of course, a huge scandal in, in the UK, which, uh, I mean, this story may go right to the very top uh, before it's all through. Um, now, I wasn't, um, I haven't read uh, Corey Feldman's uh, book, um, but is that how they are controlling uh, some of these young stars uh, by inducing some sort of a mass, unleashing a mass trauma on them? It could be, it could be, uh, it could be a sexual abuse. It could be, uh, you know, um, drugs, that sort of thing. Is that how they control them? Just going back to sort of the old um, MK Ultra uh, type techniques of inducing a disassociative disorder. Um, definitely, and I think a lot of these stars are actually born into the cult that would be practicing these eyes wide shut type rituals. And so you can see these um, Hollywood bloodlines, royalty, maybe like Drew Barrymore and people that are born into it and things like that. Um, definitely. What was your question? I'm sorry. Well, I'm just I'm just wondering what the techniques that they're using uh, for oh, mind okay. control does. I mean, we we're familiar with sort of uh, the 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 MK Ultra type. Uh, experiments that the Nazis were using during the Second World mm -hmm. War to, again, sort of fracture the human psyche, a mm -hmm. massive trauma. Uh, and then once you induce this a disassociative disorder, you can use that compartmentalized brain for many purposes. Right. And this is like the Manchurian candidate that you're talking about. And right. So the MKUltra program um, was continued um, through in a program called Project Monarch. And this 
has opened up a giant Pandora's box of symbolism for a lot of people to decode. And you can see, um, like, VigilantCitizen.com and Illuminati Watcher, they do a lot of blogs, like, daily about um, celebrity mind control and all the symbolism. But I made a um, top ten list of monarch mind control symbols that you can see put on um, what I was focusing on mostly was pop stars. And I made... A, a grid, like I call it the statistically impossible grid. So I have these 10 qualifiers that I would say are the, the most common red flags of monarch mind control. All right. I use um, Beyonce as, as an example, and she hit all 10, right? And then I made this grid, like a 5 by 5 so I took five of those um, monarch mind control symbols, and I was trying to see if I could find... Um, other pop stars who fit into this mold, right? And it wasn't even hard for me. I mean, I, I picked Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, uh, Miley Cyrus, um, and Mariah Carey, and one more, and um, I'll have this published soon. But um, they all fit into this symbolism program, and so you've got Beta Kitten programming, which is the sexual programming. And this is why you see all the stars um, surrounded by kittens and having feline imagery and Hello Kitty and stuff like that. So that's a major... Um, sign that they've been through this beta kitten programming, right? All right, Jamie, just hold on. We'll come back. Jamie Hanshaw is with us, author of Weird Stuff Operation. We're talking about culture creation and mind control out of Hollywood here on Oscar night. Back with more of our conversation right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome back. Jamie Hanshaw is with us, freemantv.com, and we are talking about Hollywood and mind control. And uh, before the break, Jamie, you were talking about this uh, list that you are compiling, soon to be published. These are sort of ten telltale signs, symbols, uh, that um, would would uh, suggest that you know someone is, I guess, in the enthralled to the you know, the, the controllers, the uh, the Illuminati, the uh, satanic mm-hmm. groups and so forth. You mentioned uh, sort of the, the Hello Kitty, uh, sort of the sex kitten, uh, which mm-hmm. evokes obviously the image of of um, uh, sexual abuse and trauma and so forth. What are some of the other symbols? Um, yeah, okay, I'm pulling that up right now. So there would be um, monarch butterflies is the first one, right? Well, of course, uh, pro- is that so uh, obviously referring to Project Monarch? Uh-huh. Explain a little then, bit about what that was and what that is, Project Monarch. Okay, so that is, um, according to mind control victims that have come forward, that is the um, coupling together of the MK Ultra and um, Bloodline Secret Illuminati Satanism. Okay. So they are recruiting um, people of Bloodline Satanic families and also children who are have already been pedophilia um, abused by their parents because they know that if their parents um, would be debased enough to do that to their own child, they wouldn't have a problem with selling them into this program. Right. So, th- in other words, this, this hideous uh, uh, program is multi-generational. Right. All right. And that's where the monarch butterfly comes in because that was the thing that tipped off the, um, the Nazi scientists that Memories could be passed on through DNA, and that's new science all coming out right now that 
you know, the genetic markers and things um, are passed down. So that's and also monarch butterflies in their migration, they do not, um, they don't all make the same trip because it's too long, and so they all go to the same spot, right? And then they go back to the same spot, but it's their children that are making the trip, and so that's how they learn that these um, genetic memories can be passed down. All right. Uh, so the monarch butterfly. Uh, maybe we'll get into a couple others here, and then I, I want to I want to talk to you about the Wizard of Oz. Okay. So a couple other okay, of these. Yeah, uh, Wizard of Oz is a big one. Um, okay, so yeah, monarch butterflies, and then you have um, alternate personalities. Okay, so this goes back way way back. You've got David Bowie as Ziggy Stardust. You've got Beyonce as Sasha Fierce, and now her new alter is Beyonce. You've got Nicki Minaj saying she's got uh, separate personalities inside her. One is called Roman Zelansky, which is really close to Roman Polanski, who right. made the uh, movie Rosemary's Baby and who was also a um, convicted pedophile. Yes. Right? So the second one I would say would be alternate personalities. And then the third one would be um, possession or satanic imagery. So you've got, okay, so tonight is the Grammys, right? The Oscars, right. Yeah, Oscars, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's, it's award season. They, one runs into the next. Yeah. And so what these we call are high-profile rituals. So these are big occultic rituals that are played out for the public to, um, to one, to traumatize the public, two, to um, distract them from real issues, and three, to get them to um, love Hollywood and see these people as idols and above them, right? Sure. And yeah. it's interesting that um, in the work I was doing all summer, I, I did these series of articles on Beyonce, and I was talking about how she has been um, put forth as the Scarlet Woman. And the Scarlet Woman is the goddess of Thelema, and the OTO, which I do a lot of research on um, because I believe that all of this uh, Hollywood mind control and the sex, drugs, and rock and roll and, and all that all goes back to, um, in one point, Aleister Crowley. Right, right. Noted saint, Satanist. And, right. And they're, um, so their goddess is the Scarlet Woman. And so I've been doing all this research about the Scarlet Woman. And um, there was this one story about Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard. And they were both um, followers of Aleister Crowley and in the OTO, which was um, started before Aleister Crowley, but he took it over and kind of revamped it and made it his own thing. Right. And so one day, Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard were doing this ritual, and they were trying to incarnate their goddess Babylon. So the whore of Babylon is the Scarlet Woman, is the goddess of Lima in the OTO. And they said that they had a vision of her right, naked riding a uh, cat-like beast. And so all summer I was like, when are they going to um, put one of these girls out as a goddess riding a cat-like beast? And then we'll know for sure that they are using all these symbols of the OTO and the Lima, right? And, and then along then, comes Super Bowl Sunday. Exactly. And you can see my um, expression right when we were watching it live. I could not believe that what I had predicted came true. And she was, in fact, riding a giant, great cat-like beast. Katy Perry so, came out on this large, looked like a tiger or something. Right. Well, that's the interesting thing, because she says, I have the eye of a tiger, but she was riding a lion, right? It was a lion. Okay. And so today, I just posted an article on um all about the Super Bowl Grammy kind of um, dual ritual they had going on because there was elements from both 
going on. And so you can go over there, freemantv.com, and, and look at that. Right. But then, so I had predicted the cat like beast, right? And that came true. And so then I went on um, Ground Zero with Cross Lewis, and he said, well, what can we expect at the Grammys? And I said, well, if they are keeping in um, theme with this OTO and Salima and Scarlet Woman, then they'll probably have a representation of their um, their horned god, which they call the hidden god, and who is um, the same as the god Pan. Baphomet. Baphomet, right. Pan. right. Okay, so yeah, Baphomet's kind of like uh, androgynous. Um, he's the, the perfect alchemical being according to their religion because he's a mixture of man and woman, dark and light, um, and he has all these um, polarity symbols in him, right? Right. So I said, you know, if, if this was true, we're going to see uh, some horned beings, okay? And so what was the first um, performance of the night on the Grammys was ACDC singing Highway to Hell. Right. And had everybody put on Light Up Devil Horns. There you go. And then so, Madonna came out, and she also had the... Uh, exactly. So Madonna go. came out as a matador when she was wearing red, too. So she was kind of like the Scarlet Woman of the night. And she was um, had her backup dancers as bulls with diamond masks. And this was interesting because we had Fritz Springmeier on our program who kind of wrote the two textbooks on Illuminati mind control. And we asked him, you know, uh, what would, do you think we would see in, the, in this award season of high-profile rituals? And he said probably diamonds because diamonds symbolize a um, presidential model mind control slave. So this is someone who has gone through all the initiations, up through the ranks, and earned their spot as the perfect um, mind control slave, and they get uh, a diamond status. And so the first one to have this would be Marilyn Monroe. Ah, okay. Right, because she sang um, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, and she was obviously involved heavily in with uh, JFK and his brother, and she's a really good case study of early... Um, Monarch Mind Control in Hollywood because she was an orphan and she was abused and she was always um, being taken to see mind doctors and she was uh, kept away and not allowed to have friends, you know, hidden away in her house and right. she just had no freedom whatsoever. Other things, weird things about it was her house was all covered in mirrors and even down to the, the tabletops and everything. So mirrors I would put um, as number seven on my top ten of mind control symbolism in Hollywood, um, multiplicity, broken mirrors, and hypnotic imagery because the mirror symbolizes, you know, kind of the soul, and then when they break it, that's the shattering of the personality. Uh, interesting, in right? Alters. Interesting. Right. That, it just reminded me. There's a. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, the the the, uh, the band The Who, mm -hmm. and uh, they came out with an album in 2006 uh, called Endless Wire, and one of the tracks. On that uh, album is a song called The Mirror Door. Hmm. So I'm wondering if that may be alluding to that. Well, yeah, so once you have the code, it's really, really easy to break, and you're going to see it everywhere. And that's why we try to give you these um, really easy-to-learn tools and keys to the symbolism so you can decode it from yourself. Right. right? So let's bring it back to the uh, the Oscars, uh, Jamie. Did you see any, mm -hmm. I don't know if you had time, and it's, it's uh, you know ongoing and so forth, but did you see anything on the red carpet tonight? And uh, I'm wondering, first of all, the red carpet. Is mm -hmm. there anything in the, in the imagery of the red carpet uh, that we, you know, that, I mean, that's present at all the awards shows. But, I mean, is that alluding to some sort of a blood ritual? 
Well, this is the um, symbol of the bloodlines coming down through history. Okay. All right. Did you see anything on the red carpet tonight uh, or anything during the Oscar, uh, the actual uh, Academy Awards, uh, that jumped out at you in terms of occultic imagery? Um, I haven't seen the Oscars this year. Okay. And we don't really look for a lot in the Oscars because it's just kind of a classy um, award show. But they really always pull out the stops um, on the VMAs is the biggest one because that's MTV and that's, you know, rock and roll and right. that's where Satan is allowed, you know, because uh, it's been a a big tongue-in-cheek thing forever in rock and roll that sure. the devil and the devil horns and all that. Um, but I, I don't know. They don't have these grand performances at the Oscars like they do at the VMAs. No, no, people are far more uh, demure and, and uh, mm-hmm. as you say, it's more of a sort of a, a, cl- a classy event. Right. Um, at but, the AMAs, we did see a lot of things, and we did shows about um, Taylor Swift and all her imagery at the AMAs. Right. I mean, do you see a lot of these stars then as victims? Definitely, and I don't hold it against them whatsoever. And so when you see their art coming out, this is their therapy. You know, this is them trying to express themselves. This is them, their fragmented mind and their artist mind because you can't um, create a system of alters out of a person who has low intelligence and low creativity. The brain just won't do that. Those are rejects. Those are people who end up in a pain asylum, right? But the ones who can take it and um, transpose their trauma into creativity, then they get boosted up higher. You know, in, in anticipation of our show tonight, uh, Jamie, I've been thinking a lot um, about, you know, why so many great artists, and because we're talking about Hollywood, we'll include actors, actresses, uh, writers, directors, why they, so many of them, despite having uh, all the, the luxuries and, and, and comfort that money can, can afford, uh, you know, they have everything going for them, yet so many of them are so sad and tragic. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm, maybe the reason for that is why they're so tortured is because, in fact, they are literally tortured. Definitely. And this, um, you know, it goes back to the story of Robert Johnson, you know, at the crossroads where he had to sell his solo devil to learn how to play. Right. Badass guitar. And, uh, you know, you even talk to his friends from before, and they said he didn't know anything. He was stuck. No one would listen to him until he went out on his pilgrimage. He met the devil at the crossroads. He was hanging out with this other guitarist, and they would play at the cemetery and practice. And he came back, and he was just another person, like, uh, you know, amazing guitarist, and, and took off from there. But like you said, they, they're sad, and they're depressed, and they're suicidal because they have made this some kind of... Um, blood soul pact with a dark entity. You can call it the Christian um, idea of the devil or Satan, or because a lot of my, I mean, most my control victims report that the um, foundation of their trauma was based on the Christian idea of Satan, and so that's why you see all of their art coming out very bizarre, very weird. This is uh, where you get Miley Cyrus now coming out with her you know, whatever she's doing, you know, I'm sure you've seen sure, her, concert, sure. her new concert where she's giving fellatio to a blow-up doll, she's riding a giant wiener, she's kind of grabbing herself on stage and right, all this stuff. Right. This isn't her, this isn't her talent. This is uh, alters coming out, and this is what's being promoted. And so when people see this and they're like, this is so weird, why would, where is this even coming from? 
when you get the tools of um, and the keys of mind control, you know exactly why it's so bizarre. Exactly. Well, you know, in terms of Hollywood, there was uh, no one perhaps as uh, tortured uh, who had her own, you know, demons than the uh, the, the child star Judy Garland. And uh, we're coming up on a break here, but I do want to talk about uh, The Wizard of Oz because the history of The Wizard of Oz in terms of mind control programming uh, goes back such a long ways. And, and I've interviewed a number of mind control victims on this program, and, and many of them have talked about the, the use of Wizard of Oz imagery uh, mm-hmm. by their programmers, their handlers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so uh, let's talk about uh, the use of Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz, uh, okay. In MK Ultra and so forth. Jamie Hanshaw is with us. We'll be back with more right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, welcome back. Uh, before we get back to our conversation with JB, Jamie Hanshaw, um, here's your chance to win a pair of tickets to Follow the Truth to my uh, live event coming to Oshawa. The Regent Theatre, Sunday, April the 26th, seven amazing speakers. Now, we are going to take the seventh correct caller, and Tim is standing by, manning the phones, at 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740, and toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Earlier in the program, I was talking about uh, how social media up here in Canada is on fire with this uh, story of a an alleged UFO crash in a remote area or a remote community in Manitoba. If you can tell me the name of the town or the community in Manitoba, you've got yourself a pair of tickets to follow the truth too. So call Tim now, seventh caller through, with the correct answer, 416 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. If you don't win a pair of passes, there's always next week. Or you could just simply order order a pair at the uh, the box office. Go to followthetruth.tv for more details. Followthetruth.tv. All right, uh, Jamie, I want to talk to you about uh, The Wizard of Oz. And, um, I mean, this, uh, this movie, which... Um, was based on the book, obviously. That book came out like around 1900, I think. And and may, many people may not be aware, but there is there's something like a dozen or more books. Uh, we just you know only the first one was really made into the movie. But so what is the connection between the Wizard of Oz and mind control? In other words, why do these mind control handlers or whatever you want to call them? Why do they use Wizard of Oz imagery? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the basic ideas of creating a mind control slave is to be able to control the entire um, milieu of the slave. That is to say they can never escape because their environment is designed for what is called story immersion. So, for instance, um, a monarch victim who has been given the basic um, Wizard of Oz or even... And I'm glad you brought up Wizard of Oz because that's number eight on my list of top ten. And I even have a picture of little Beyonce at age seven singing home from the movie The Wiz dressed up as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And so Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz are one of the two big um, story immersions that they, you know, programming scripts that they use because the yellow brick road is a code for um, the path that the slave has to follow no matter what 
lies ahead, right? So this story, um, it was chosen like in the late 1940s to be the basis of, of the intelligence community trauma-based programming. And um, it has to do with, like I said, the Yellow Brick Road, disassociation. So that's a big thing. Um, missing time and not being able to tell where you are or even who you are. And so her going um, to the other world is another um, way of saying disassociate, right? Right. And, and then there's a, um, an underlying story also about she's going through this whole thing to save her little pet, Toto, right? Right. And uh, nearly all victims of this um, satanic ritual abuse and mark mind control have reported that loss of their little pet was part of their um, their trauma-based ritual. Yes, I've heard about this. This is particularly cruel, um, mm-hmm. how they u- utilize uh, pets, the idea right. is that they well, will the give a... will bond to the pet because they're afraid of humans at this point anyways, right. and then the pet will be taken away and sacrificed in front of them, so yes. to create um, more trauma. And then there's even other rituals that involve teddy bears, and sacrificing of kids because they use teddy bears a whole lot in this. And that's actually kind of the um, the model. And you can even look at this up, pedo bear on the Internet, right, is the patriot state of pedophilia. And I would say teddy bears is a big part of this. But um, the history of Wizard of Oz um, is really interesting because the author, Frank Baum, was a member of the Theosophical Society. Right. So this is um, Madame Blavatsky writing channeled works um, from gods of Atlantis who they believe moved to the Himalayan mountains as the Aryan gods. Right, right. And, and if, mm-hmm. if, um, if I'm remembering correctly, because um, the Oz in The Wizard of Oz, isn't that short for Osiris as in the Greek or the Egyptian god Osiris? Because a lot of this goes back to the the ISIS mystery religion, right? Where they and they used drugs and, and trauma as a form of mind control, except they didn't call it that then. They called it right. casting a spell. Well, all mystery religions have this um, initiation period, and most of them are extremely cruel. I mean, if you look at the mysteries of ISIS, you were talking about Osiris, but to become a priestess of ISIS, so one of the rituals was she had to go down to the river when it was freezing cold and bathe three times and actually, you know, when it was frozen and break the ice and go in and dunk three times and then crawl naked across this vast field. And, um, you know, in, in Egypt, the mysteries of the pyramid, they had to do this ritual where they would swim down um, this pool that they didn't know how they were going to get out. And if they came up the wrong entrance, they would be eaten by crocodiles and they would have to go under another entrance and come out and then they would be you know, have passed the initiation or whatever. But these Wizard of Oz books are um, a sort of theosophical fairy tale. And if you go to see the play Wicked, this um, the Broadway play Wicked, it kind of expounds on that even more. But um, What about the ruby red I... slippers? Uh, sorry, Jamie, to interrupt. Uh, we're coming up on a break, and I don't know if we'll, we'll have time to get it, to, you know, to finish this, but we can continue the conversation later uh, yeah. after the break. What about the ruby slippers? I was watching uh, the red carpet uh, pre-Oscar show, and they were um, taking us inside this new museum uh, in Hollywood that's paying tribute to all of the great... Uh, uh, costuming and so forth and of course 
the, the ruby red slippers that Dorothy wore, Judy Garland wore, are in this museum. We'll, we'll come back. I, I want to know if there's any significance uh, uh, to the, you know, the, the tapping of the, uh, the ruby red slippers together in order to get home, which, of okay. course, is such an iconic moment in that movie. Jamie yeah. Hanshaw is with us as we talk about Hollywood and mind control right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And uh, we will get back to our conversation with Jamie Hanshaw. FreemanTV.com is the website. We've linked up to her website uh, at RichardSerrett.com. Just click on uh, Jamie's name. Uh, just wanted to congratulate Ted Mokran of Toronto. Uh, Ted was the seventh caller with the correct answer. Of course, the answer to the trivia question was Jackhead, Manitoba. That's the community uh, where this alleged UFO crash took place earlier this week, although the uh, Defense Department here in Canada, or the Ministry of Defense, I should say, uh, says that it uh, was certainly not a UFO. It was just a military plane. Uh, and the CBC is echoing that. However, uh, we haven't heard the last of that, I am guessing. Uh, now, uh, Jamie Hanshaw, we, uh, we were talking about uh, The Wizard of Oz and uh, that film... Uh, the imagery in that film is, um, has been reported by mind control victims to be something that's, that's used by, by programmers. Um, what about these ruby red, the ruby red slippers? Is there any, what is that all about? What is that a metaphor for? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So, um, in the original books, the shoes were silver, right? Ah, I didn't know that. And then the director changed the color to the ruby because he thought it looked better, um, against the yellow brick road background okay but according to frank Baum, in his own writing he um equates the silver slippers with the silver cord um that the mystery school speak of that attaches your astral body to your physical body right right and so he thought that these silver slippers would inspire um special powers on the person who wears them. So this is from Frank Baum himself saying that the silver slippers represent the silver cord of the, the mythical link. Right, right. Now, I don't know if this is simply serendipity uh, or whether there's something more, uh, there's something deeper here at play. And uh, if anyone would know, I'm guessing it would be you, Jamie. Uh, and you've probably heard this. It's an old college game that people used to play, and that's when... The Wizard of Oz, uh, if you have it on uh, DVD or, you know, back in, when I was in college, everything was on videotape, of course. So you take uh, The Wizard of Oz, and uh, and then on your turntable, you have um, the, the Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. And I'm not sure which side you... St- I guess you started on the first track, cut, a, uh, cut uh, one on uh, side A of the album. And when you cue that up to the moment the, the lion roars at the beginning of the film uh, from the studio, MGM... Uh, there's all of these synchronicities that play out in the movie that match up with what's on the album. Have you heard that? Have you seen that? Yeah, we did it once, and it really did match up with, um, you know, the witch flying and the tornado and the crescendos and the music, and it it really did go along with the movie for sure. Is that just happenstance, or do you think that there there is something deeper there? Um, I definitely think Pink Floyd, um, some of their elements, give red flags of um, trauma-based mind control to me, especially um, The Wall. Okay. If you listen to his lyrics and his songs about his mother and, and the the message of The Wall is definitely worth 
um, walking again after you learn these keys of mind control. Hmm. It's interesting because one of the, the founders of Pink Floyd, Sid Barrett, uh, of course, went totally mad. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, had to leave the band. And you know, I I, I often hear about um, musicians in these iconic rock bands. Uh, where one of the members, maybe the band, 25 years after they split, they'll get back together, but there's always one member of the band who's not willing to come back. And, uh, for example, Queen, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that they're, you know, the members of Queen were um, mind-control victims. Who knows? But their bass player, John Deacon, for example, they describe him, the, the other members of Queen, saying, well, he's not going to join us. He's too fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the same thing with Sid Barrett. I hear this time and time again. I mean, is that possibly a hint that that band was under some sort of mind control trauma here's here's what they do because they don't want bands really anymore they don't want groups of collectives they just want idols and a really good um representation of what i'm going to be talking about right now is in the movie get on up about james brown ah yes yes i've said that when they make it to a certain popularity in a certain level um, they get this record deal, right? And what happens most of the time is they single out the most talented person in the group, the front, you know, person, and they separate them from the band so that they can rise up in the ranks. And so that's traumatizing in a lot of different ways because you're saying goodbye to, and you're actually, you know, um, turning away from your lifelong friends and your creative partners to actually make this deal with the devil. And so there's this scene in Get On Up where they take uh, the, the famous flames into the room, into the room with the big Jewish big wig. And he says, well, we don't need the band. We just want James Brown. And if you don't sign, then the deal is off, and the famous flames can go screw themselves, and you can be part of it if you want to or not. But this is something we've seen with um, Gwen Stefani of No Doubt, something we've seen with Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Um, so they're always trying to break them apart from their support system because then that weakens their whole network and, mm. and um, you know, isolates them. And that's a big part of trauma-based mind control is isolation. Okay. We, we just have um, maybe six, six, seven minutes here. And uh, I, I mentioned, I, I kicked off the, the show talking about this McLuhan, Marshall McLuhan line about how we tell ourselves the truth through film. And um, uh, the, I'm thinking of the, the, uh, the born... Uh, trilogy, the Born Supremacy. There's the Born Identity, the Born Legacy, I think, and then the Born Supremacy. I'm not sure what order, but this is mm-hmm. about you know Matt Damon is this super soldier uh, who discover he's a you know an incredible uh, marksman and, and can do these incredible physical feats, a super soldier. Uh, but then he discovers uh, that he's not who he thought he was, and he starts to have I guess these memories of a previous life. So obviously, Matt Damon is a mind control victim. He's been turned into a super soldier. Right. Um, so, I mean, how does a movie like that get out? Why would they want they, you know, the, the, the Illuminati or whomever is in control here on this little blue marble, why would they want a movie like that to get out? Why would they want people to start to, to, start to wake up to what's going on? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what we have to keep in mind is this whole mind control and chaos for monarch thing. This is all CIA, okay? Government endorsed. Um, Central Intelligence Agency approved, and so Jason Bourne would be um, called what they call a Delta model super soldier, and they do have these in real life, and they use them, and this is all part, so they have alphas, deltas, betas, and and one person can have um, 
more than one of these programs, but definitely the super soldier is called Delta Programming. And, um, oh, I had something really good I want to tell you. Oh, okay, so you asked me why would they show you. Right. This has to do with what they call the revelation of the method. So towards the end of, you know, the culmination of, of their program, they want to enslave the entire world like they have done to one person, right? And they use these pop stars um, to traumatize the rest of the people and to make them think that this kind of behavior is normal. Right. And so if they can reveal to people what is happening and they don't do anything, then they, um, one, usurp their free will agreement, and two, they've revealed their method. You've done nothing, and so they've created a doubly um, binded subject, is what they call it, um, a doubly binded slave. So it's a person who knows they're a slave and can do nothing about it. So by revealing to us the fact that there are these super soldiers out there, there are mind control uh, victims that have turned been turned into spies and assassins and so forth, and yet mm-hmm. we, we see that we accept it as truth and yet we we don't do anything about it that's almost proof positive to them that we have been become totally anesthetized exactly we are the frog boiling in the water yes what are some of the other movies uh that um that that uh, have been used in, in mind by mind control uh, programmers mm-hmm. in terms of the imagery um, Alice in Wonderland is a big one mm-hmm. um because uh the person who wrote Alice in Wonderland, his real name was um, Charles Dodson, and he was a reverend at a church in Oxford, and he had this very um, inappropriate relationship with children where he would take them out and photograph them nude. I mean, if you found these pictures on his hard drive today, he'd be registering as a sex offender down right. at the sheriff's office. But back then, it was just like considered kind of artsy, right? But he is kind of the... Um, Patriot state of pedophiles, and there even was a pedophile ring, I think, called the Wonderland Club after this whole Alice in Wonderland, because this has all the things that they need in it, the, the Maple Leaf World, the disassociation, the following the White Rabbit, um, the whole chessboard theme, and all that. So I, I think Alice in Wonderland is a, a really big um, mind control movie as well, along with Fantasia, pretty much any Disney movie is going to be rife with um, my control themes and symbolism. Well, you know, uh, it's funny you should say that because uh, we certainly, you know, uh, exposed our, our children to a lot of the, the Disney films when they were younger. Um, but looking back, you know, a lot of those, it could be rather traumatizing to a child because, of course, you know, the mother, whether it's in the animal kingdom, it's usually in the animal kingdom, right? We think of Bambi. Uh, a lot of these um, um, Disney films... The mother is taken from the child, or the child is taken from the mother. They're either separated, or the mother is 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 killed. Very traumatizing. Right, and this isn't just Disney movies. I mean, if you look really closely, I'm saying this all the time. They always kill the mother, right? And so this has to do, in my opinion, with the Holy Spirit, because um, I kind of have my own ideas about the Trinity and all that, and I think that the Holy Spirit is female. And that is the one unpardonable sin in the Bible is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So if you're always killing the mother, you're always taking the Holy Spirit out of the creative process. And that's pretty much the most traumatizing thing that you can show to a child is the death of a mother. And I write about this in my book, Weird Stuff Part 2, about the first movie I ever saw um, on the big screen was Land Before Time. 
and that had this really dramatic scene of the mother fighting a T-Rex, and she dies right in front of her child, and then he's an orphan, and he has to go on and find his way along. And I was so traumatized by this movie that I had to go and buy the plush toy of Littlefoot because my soul had witnessed this, him go through this, and I had to adopt him and kind of nurture that toy as kind of a part of my psyche that had witnessed this death of a mother. Interesting. How do you? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you have uh, have children, uh, but but I mean, how do you how do you protect them? How do you, or even for yourself? I mean, how do you um, do? You just stop going to the movies? Do you just stop listening to you know commercial music, uh, uh, popular no. music? What do you do? No, I learn what's going on, and then I watch it with a discerning eye, and then I decode it for other people. So when we're watching these things, our brains are working over time. We're not in that, you know, trans alpha state of just taking it all in. We're um, actually looking, reading between the lines and finding out, you know, all these secret esoteric things. And so I would suggest that you learn about monarch mind control and then start to look at pop culture in a completely different way. And hopefully you can share this with your friends and family because Mm. this is a conspiracy of silence and disbelief. And so the more um, evidence and the more people we have uh, verifying this and talking about it and um, validating it, the farther we can come. Because this is all back to slavery, right? We're all slaves to something. And the whole world is enslaved right now, and, and we have to wake up and realize that we are actually slaves. Jamie, I appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. The website, freemantv.com. Thanks so much. Thank you. Jamie Hanshaw, Hollywood and mind control. Hey, thanks for uh, hanging out with me. We'll do some more. The website, richardserrett.com. Say hello on Twitter at Richard Serrett. And as always, follow the truth.